Hey everyone, you are listening to All Aboard the J Train. Yours truly, Jalen Glover. Presented by Fan Nation, all use. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes for season one will be released every other Friday. Welcome to All Aboard the J Train, the Jalen Glover podcast, episode one. I'm the producer and co-host, Lyric Clark, and I'm joined by Jalen Glover. Jalen, how are you? Hey, man. How you doing? Doing great. We're happy to be here today. And we have a very special guest with us, Mrs. Wendy Glover, Jalen's mother. Wendy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. In this episode, we wanted to dive deep into Jalen's background, his upbringing, and his journey from Lakeland, Florida to becoming a Ute. Stick around. We're going to do Jalen's top five high school football plays. So we're excited for that at the end. Jalen, tell me about Lakeland. What's the city like? Yeah, man, it's a it's a small town. You know, it's not really little. Uh, we're between two big cities, Tampa and Orlando. Thirty minutes from Tampa, forty-five away from Orlando. Um, just being at home, you know, a lot of people know each other. You know, especially uh, in the football world. You know, you got you at an early stage, you'll have younger kids looking up to you because you know the city isn't humongous, and you know they're gonna be at those Friday night football games. So. The city is fun. You know, you got places to eat and whatnot, but it's not too much to do, mm-hmm. but it's not dead. So it's 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 fun being here, but uh, this is a big transition from here to Utah. Oh, yeah. Totally different world, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I looked up some pictures of Lakeland. It's really beautiful. At least yeah. I, I saw the downtown area. It's really cool looking. So you guys all Tampa Bay Bucks fans? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not a bandwagon, though. I was, I uh, they won the Super Bowl the year I was born, so. Right, I, like, right. I was wanted to be in a Bucks fan. Derek Brooks teams. Those were some yeah, big teams. And mm. you guys got the GOAT now. Tom Brady, you're feeling good. I know that's right. Yeah. Another Super Bowl <laughs> out of it. Jalen, tell me a little bit about your family, your parents. Do you have brothers and sisters? Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's just three mom, dad, and me. I'm the only child. Um, growing up, stayed in the same house my dad grew up in. He awesome. renovated it, changed it around a lot. But you know, just just really um, home, you know, family oriented, try to keep it all together. Um, I just, you know, those have been my two rocks that I've been going through this whole process. And these 18 years I've been here, they've been a really influential part about how I come up, how what I do, and, you know, basically just how I've been raised. And uh, those two people have been a really great benefit in my life. And I don't know where I would be without them. Yeah, that's awesome. Wendy, I didn't know Jalen was only child. I have a baby girl right now, my firstborn, and that baby is everything to me. So I can only imagine seeing Jalen grow up, and you must be so proud of him and everything that he's accomplished to this point. I really am. I am elated. Sometimes I have to pinch myself to say, is this really my child? You know, but, right. you know, at a young age, I've seen some great things in Jalen and the potential, and I just feel like, as time went on, I just got to see the benefits of what I was thinking and that God had just blessed him to be such a talented young man. Yeah. How would you describe Jalen as a young boy and as a, a young football player? So Jalen started football at the age of four. He played flag football. And the reason why I even put him in flag football was because he was so active. Um, it was just like a zoom, 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 zoom through the house, moving furniture, just could not be still. And I thought, I don't think I have the energy for this little boy by myself. So I was like, I need to put him in something. But I didn't know at the age of four 
And I'll back up and say at six months, Jalen took swimming lessons. So he learned to swim at a very young age because I love to swim and I wanted to make sure that he would too know how to do it and not maybe afraid of him being out in the water. So he was swimming at six months. And from there, he has never stopped swimming, but that wasn't enough. And then we went into flag football and he just never gave it up. It went from four years old all the way up until now. Wow. That's awesome. So Jalen, you're four, you're four years old when you first pick up a football. Were you always a running back or did you kind of bounce around positions? Yeah. And so, you know, a flag, you know, everybody gets to play everything. Um, right. But as we went to the development stages of putting pads on, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, I was more of the heavier guy. So I was probably playing always on the line or linebacker. As time progressed, I really was trying to play running back. It was, I just felt like it was in me. I wanted to run a ball, but as I was going to, to the Mighty Mice or the Pee Wees and keep going up, I was still, you know, playing line and, you know, linebacker and not playing running back. It was this one year on uh, Pee Wee uh, where I was playing tight end and me and his coach had a good connection. And I was just like, coach, you know, I really think I can do some good things for you. And uh, I had this track coach that, you know, knew that I could move and could run and, he was trying to preach it to coaches on the different levels, but they wasn't they wasn't hearing it because this is what they saw. But it was a thing like, you know, I do this in a game or I, you know, make get a few tackles or make this specific block. Mm-hmm. They're gonna let me run the ball, you know, come to the end of the game. So when I got it, you know, I did good things. And um it was just one one moment on the Pee Wee division where we was in a playoff game and you know, none of our guys were doing really good. And, I had my parents and a lot of the fans in the stand was like, hey, man, give him the man, give Jalen the ball, give Jalen the ball. And so I was getting it, and the first play I got it, I scored. And then it was, okay, okay, this guy might be legit. And coming to that next year, I had the same coach, and it was all she wrote after that. I was running back ever since then. As I continue to go, that's that's where it started, that second year of Pee Wee. And that's where I, I knew I was hungry. I wanted to do it. You know, people was telling me I can't. And that was just made me push even harder, especially at a young age. I just always had self-discipline to where, you know, somebody telling me I can't do it and I want to do it, I'm going to work even harder. So that was my whole motive. And, you know, it fortunately helped me be successful today. What a way to approach the coach, not only like saying, hey, coach, give me the ball. I want to run the ball. But, hey, coach, I think I can make this really good for you and for the team. Yeah, right. Like that, what a way to approach it. I mean, that was probably uh, really convincing for him and, you played Pop Warner, right? The yeah, so Mighty yeah, Mice, it's like junior mm-hmm. Pee Wee, junior midget, all that stuff. Right. Uh, growing up through that, they always put the biggest kids on the line, right? I mean, the right. smaller kids are playing receiver and stuff because they just <laughs> they need the big guys up front. But eventually, those big guys are going to be the ones that are playing at higher levels and need to develop yeah. their skills. Did you have any running backs or favorite football players when you were a kid that you tried to emulate your game after? One of the excited players that I grew up to watch as a kid was Taylor Austin. He used to always watch his highlights before yes. my game. But um, then I say who I idolized was Barry Sanders. You know, as for me, I feel like the best running back ever played a game. You know, that's who I used to watch and watch film on and just see his game. I'm like, dang, I want to do that too and be so explosive and so versatile as he was. You know, that's what you want to emulate your game after. Um, but yeah, Taylor Austin, Barry Sanders growing up was just like my go-to. You know, Tavar Austin get me excited, see what he do on Saturdays. Barry Sanders would do on Sundays. It was just crazy. So I, that yeah. would that would kept me going as a young kid. That's awesome. Tavon Austin's probably like one of the 
highest approval ratings of any college football player ever. Like everybody loves that guy. Just (laughs) electric. Right. And very, I mean, his elusiveness, change of direction, all that stuff with him. I mean, I could definitely see that in your game. Uh, Wendy, you mentioned that he was a great swimmer as well. That Jalen, did you play any other sports or just football and swim? Oh, I I did uh everything. I, did, I played everything, but yeah, only ones I didn't play was probably like baseball or soccer. But I was in track, I was in basketball, football, you know, in different other programs as I went. But those three sports had their season, so it was football, went into basketball, and then right into track. So and then it started all over again. Yeah, and then Wendy, just watching him at all his different practices. Did football always stick out as as the front runner, the thing that he was most gifted at, or was he pretty good at everything? He was really pretty good at everything. Um, yeah. Jalen ran track, and he did good in the 100, and he came to me one day and just said, Mom, I want to do the long jump, and I was like, well, you're kind of short. I don't think you'll be able to do the long jump. Maybe you should just stick to the shot put, you know, disc it, and – he said, I want to do it. I said, okay. And I'm one of those moms that I never want to tell my kids they can't do anything because I feel like you can do anything if you put your mind to it. So we went to a track meet. Jalen was, I think, ranging that 10-year-old group and he jumped like 14 feet. But Jalen was also a dancer. So that's the part that I didn't take in consideration that he would be able to leap the way he leaped. But he mm-hmm. won first place and his first time being in the long jump. So it opened up even more doors for him, but he was good at everything, but I just seen a passion for football. If I had to say that out of all of the sports, but when I think about basketball, he did the same thing. He just was very good. Jalen, what is it about football that kind of drives your passion towards that specific sport? For me, it's just always knowing I can't master the game. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know I have to always get better. Working with a group of guys that have the same common goal isn't very common, but when it happens, it's a magical thing, and I just feel like it's nothing better. You know, you got a team full of guys that all they want to do is win, and, you know, you're working together to meet that common goal. There's nothing like it because actually reach that goal and do it, you know, that feeling just 10 times better because those same guys you're doing the blood, sweats, and tears with, uh, it's very exciting, and, um, you know, this football is just my love, you know, and then I have a big passion for it and I love to do it and I, I wanted to do it as long as possible. Yeah, football is for sure the ultimate team sport. I don't think there's any other sport that makes you rely on the other players on your team more than football does. Wendy, you mentioned something I want to go back to. Jalen was a dancer. Okay. What kind of dance are we doing here? So, so are you ready for this? I'm ready. Ballet. <laughs> yes. He was a ballet dancer for five years. He was and he attended Rochelle School of the Arts. And he tried many things. He did keyboard, he did violin, he did theater. And he came to me when they had to choose their major and he told me, I want to dance. And I was like, okay, I'll let you dance. Jalen had leading roles on, as a ballet dancer. That's and um, we, have, we have a lot of video of him dancing. So. He is very light on his feet, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys will see that in some of his playing. But um, I think ballet just kind of gave an accent to what he does on the field. Um, I've seen him run some touchdowns on that line that I'm like, he could be out of bounds, but his balance was just superb. I mean, it was just perfection to see him run it and not come out 
of that line and end up making a touchdown. So yeah. I think all of that plays a part in who he is today. The reason I got excited when you said ballet, I was hoping you'd say that. I don't know, you guys, when you, I'm sure you've heard of Lynn Swan. Jalen, yes. maybe you have as well. He's a legendary receiver that played on the Steelers in the 70s with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Lynn mm-hmm. Swan is famous for being a ballet dancer as well. Yes. He, he was amazing receiver flying through the air, like doing all these acrobatic things. And he always credited ballet dancing as, as being a huge advantage for him. So that's awesome, Jalen. I'm, I'm sure that's benefited you a lot. Yeah, for sure. Wendy, what does it mean to you to have Jalen as a 4.0 student athlete and graduating from high school and his community college as well? I can't even put that in words, Lyric. I, I cannot. But what I think is the hard work, as Jalen said, Jalen is very disciplined. And when coming up in elementary, I stayed on him more about his academics. But I think because we instilled it so young when he became in high school, he knew what we expected. So it wasn't, mom, I need help, whatever. It was like, well, Jalen, how are you doing in your classes? I would check, I could pull it up on a portal and I can always see that he was all A's and he was doing good. So his dad and I decided that maybe you should go to collegiate and get more college credits so that you could actually leave in January to go to college instead of waiting till your class graduate. And at first he was kind of like, I want to stay with my friends, but we kept talking to him. And I think he kind of bought into that idea. It's like, yeah, this will help me get a head start you know, if I go in the spring. So he bought into it. He enrolled in um, Polk Collegiate. And the, here we are now, 4.2 GPA. He's graduating with honors. Um, he graduated last Thursday from Polk Collegiate. He'll graduate from Lake Gibson High School on Saturday. So I can only tell you, we are some proud parents of his accomplishments and him just being disciplined because that took a lot I know sometimes we take it for granted, but to put an 18 year old in a spot like that to push through academically and still play all the sports, that's a lot. And then he worked part time, too. So it wasn't that he had a lot of free time. He was busy. Yeah. Jalen, do you think that having a full schedule like that made you even more focused and and keeping your grades high? Because I know it's hard to, to get a 4.0 GPA, let alone right. if you have nothing else going on. And it's hard to be an athlete of your caliber, even if you have nothing else going on. How, how do you think that helped you balancing your schedule and, and staying so focused on all of it at once? Yeah, just in, just to try to visualize what my schedule would be for my, you know, going into a career, especially in college. You know, I just, it was always assuming like, you know, this is my new reality. Um, yeah. So I just try to get, try to get used to it and, my parents did a great job trying to make it as um, normal as possible. And a lot of the guys were doing the same thing, but um, it just made me stay on track. It didn't give me a lot of free time, to, free space to go off and wander other places or wander mm-hmm. about different thoughts. It gave me a schedule to where, you know, I can stay on task. No, I have other things to do. So when I'm done with something, I got something that was coming. So it just made me more aware of, you know, that I have things taken care of that I need to take care of. So it was a rare benefit for me, especially coming in into Utah. It showed that it was very effective because my transition wasn't very hard. And, you know, I got to pick up on things really quickly. And I think it was all to the fact of, you know, what my parents put in place and what I, you know, continue to push for made me better equipped to be ready. So when I went to college. Awesome job, Wendy. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Wendy, how would you say Jalen's work ethic has developed over the years? Has it always been there? Has he improved? 
I would say each year it got better, but as he said earlier, he was very hungry for it. And even when he goes back to when he talked to the coaches about um, running the ball, he actually came to me after practice one day and went, you know, Ma, I want to run the ball. And I just thought that was kind of different as I did when he said he wanted to do the long jump because he was like, I want to run the ball. I was like, but you've never done that. You So he decided and talked to the coach. This one coach didn't want him to. And then, you know, we when he moved up to the next level, he got the opportunity to do it. And I always tell people, and he never stopped running it because he's very disciplined. Um, and I told him, in order to do that, you're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to show them that that's what you really want to do. And I feel like they'll give you the chance. And they did. So he has always had that. And as he said earlier, he's very competitive, but he competes against himself. So it's not that he's competing against other students or other athletes. It's always he's trying to get himself better than what he was. So each year I could only see progression, never where it was not a progression. He's always done well. Right. That's awesome. Be better today than you were yesterday. Tomorrow you're yes. going to be better than you were today. That's mm-hmm. right. Jalen, what was the recruiting process like being a four-star recruit from a major football state? You know, I played I played football in high school. It wasn't nearly the player you were, but I always knew <laughs> I played in California. So California, Texas, and Florida, I always knew those were the three biggest high school football states. What yeah. was it like? What was it like being a you know heavily recruited out of Florida? Yeah, it was big, and you always had a target on your back because, especially being from Florida, you have a lot of guys that feel like they're the underdog and want to prove themselves. So, for me, it's just been you know being being ready and always always having that tip on your shoulder. You know, being from a state, knowing that okay, well, you know, my team got dogs, their team got dogs too, so let's go to war. And it was just so competitive, and knowing you playing guys that you're gonna see on Saturday, that you're gonna see go to the next level and you playing them in high school and you seeing them at these camp series that you go to uh, so every so often and you start building a relationship. And so when you build relationships and you know, the guy on the side, you're like, okay, yeah, I got to show him up because you know, that's my homeboy now. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it was so fun, especially I wouldn't, I would rather play any other state, you know, especially where I'm at, you know, the talent that we play, you know, it's just, it's so fun. And, you know, when you win, it feels really good. And when you lose, it feels really bad because, you know, you just feel like you could compete with anyone. And when you – like, I feel like that's what makes the difference between the state that we don't – nobody shot down. Like, no matter who the team, what the record is, we going to – we zero and zero when we play y'all. So, um, let's go to work. And I just – you know, it's just fun, especially when it comes to being recruited and with all the little, um, you know, recruiting sites and when they go to rankings where you got guys that – Lower than you, higher rated. You know what I'm saying. You you know you gotta show you gotta show them who really who really is who they're supposed to be. And you gonna see that right there on the field in between the lines and all the recruiting and rating stuff don't matter when they're gonna put them pads on and you know the ball get a snap. Higher competition always breeds success, right? So you're competing right. against the best. That's only gonna help you improve your game and improve your team success as well. What went into your decision to choosing Utah when you had offers from schools like Florida, Florida State, closer to home, obviously, but what made Utah stand out? My whole upbringing has always been family. And, you know, when I went to Utah and when I was being recruited, you know, they just were really family oriented. You know, it was just everything that I thought was important was important to them and they showed it. You know, that was really big for me. And to making that decision, I, I wasn't 
you know, locked in on Utah for a while. I wanted to stay close to the home, you know, and I was trying to neglect it. And I knew it was a place for me, but I tried to keep kind of trying to find its flaws of why it wasn't a place for me to be. As it went on, you know, I had went on this one visit and, you know, I was talking to one of the guys and, you know, they told me ultimately to find your best decision ask your parents, you know, because your parents are going to give you the most honest. And so, you know, I came home and, you know, I asked my parents and, of course, they said Utah. And, you know, I just asked them why. And, you know, they they told me and they would just feel like it was a place for me. They felt like that's somewhere they would be comfortable. They feel like they would be treated well. And that was big. I want somewhere, you know, where I can bring my family and have no feel any type of way of bringing them around because I just feel comfortable in where I'm at. And as I went up there and as I'm, you know, there now, you know, nothing's changed. And everything in the recruiting process, I believe, man, you know, I believe for the right reasons because everything is coming to fruition like they was telling me and, you know, just continue to work. And I, you know, I wouldn't rather be nowhere else because I feel like this was my best decision. That's awesome. So now after spring camp, you feel like it was the right decision. Everything's going according to plan and you feel good about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I definitely do is because it's <laughs> everything that's was tell, told to me in the recruitment process has came, came to show in that short amount of time. And I just feel like nothing's going to change. You know, it's a, it's a blue collar program to where, you know, they're going to stick to their word. And as long as I stay the course, you know, I shouldn't have any issues. Wendy, that's a little bit surprising to hear that, you know, Jalen brought it back to you and kind of put the ball in your court. Where should I go? You know, and it was sounds like it was heavily influenced by you. How do you feel about Jalen's decision to go all the way across the country to play football? Well, one of the things that I told Jalen is that I didn't want him to make a decision based on us that he needed to stay in Florida. Um, I felt like he's been in Florida all of his life. Why not go somewhere where you're going to get a full ride scholarship, a place that you've never been? And I just use the term for free because it is. But he can get to see another whole state. And I said another part of the country and be able to get your degree and play football, something you love to do. That was my thought. But when I went to Utah, I just got all the goosebumps all over. I was like, I think this is it. You know, like. Why would I want my son 3,000 miles from me? I cannot even tell you to this day, but that is the school that I felt the most comfortable with and out of all of the visits we had. And I just said, I don't know why Jalen, but Utah seems like the place you should go. You know, and as he said, he kept trying to find reasons why he shouldn't. But even when I seen him there on his um, visit, um, I just seen something in him that, he felt very comfortable there also. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about getting out of your hometown, the space that you feel comfortable in. You know, there's no growth in the comfort zone, but there's not a lot of comfort in the growth zone. So now you're, That's right. you're in Utah. It's yeah. a lot colder than Florida. You know, <laughs> I know it's spring right now. I know it's nice, but once winter comes around, it's a different ball game. Ain't no joke, huh? <laughs> It'll Ain't be no fun joke. though. It'll be fun. Not a lot of snow in Florida. Uh, Jalen, how's the transition been from being, you know, one of the top players in, in high school in your state to now being in spring camp and battling, you know, for every rep that you can get? Yeah, it's been fun, uh, especially with a group of guys in the room, you know, ready to compete. Um, I'm playing with some dudes that uh, make plays on Saturday, not guys that's just there, but guys that 
going to be featured and everybody in the stands know who they are. And just competing with them and learning. That's been the biggest transition, learning and picking up different things from the veterans that's been there that can help me in my game. I always tell them that I'm coming to work. I'm coming to compete. I'm coming to, you know, be that guy in their spot. Like, that's, you know, that's all about the game. And, you know, they respect it because that's the same envision they had at my age and still have. You know, every day you got to earn and work for your spot. And, you know, God always knows somebody, you know, wants that wants what you have. And uh, just understanding that it's a business and paying attention to alignment and assignment and just knowing what I have to do. And just trying to get more comfortable in the playbook and to the offense to, you know, really show my game. But other than that, man, I just feel like it's it's been a great experience for those months, those few months that I've been up there already. And just knowing, like, you know, it's time to work. And, you know, you got other guys that's trying to make sure their family's okay, have a future, and, you know, everybody going hard 100% every day. So I just got to bring that same intensity every day to practice because I can't have bad days anymore. I got to always try to find a way to push through. Yeah, consistency. Uh, that's a good mm -hmm. point you bring up. Like, you know, everyone's fighting for future success. What are the biggest things that you're working on improving about your game right now? Oh, yeah, definitely the top-end speed. Um, I feel like that take away my game to the you know next level to uh build that. Um because I got a lot of intangibles. Um especially being lower center to the ground. You know I have advantages and disadvantages, but I like to always use my pluses. Um and you know just to get that breakaway speed will make me just even more elite. And I feel like that's a big part of my game. And it's just as well as always just trying to perfect pass protection, you know, knowing my assignment. And, you know, I could be able to stay on the field if I could pass the tech, but if they can't touch me to pass the tech, that's going to affect some of my playing time. So, you know, yeah. those two things are the biggest key components for me going into this season and seasons to come because I know it's going to take me over the top. Yeah, pass protection, I think, is probably one of the most underrated things about running backs, but it's mm -hmm. something that scouts always see. You know, on, on, big, on big pass plays, you know, when it's a long touchdown pass, they always go back and check the running back protection and that's mm -hmm. how a lot of those plays are made possible and then the breakaway speed that's the game breaker speed you know nobody wants yeah. to get caught from behind so that's, mm -hmm. that's you know finishing off all those plays getting into the end zone Wendy I feel like there's a special relationship between athletes and their mothers I don't know if you guys have seen Kevin Durant's uh, MVP speech where he's you know tearing up and he says mommy you the real MVP yeah. Uh, I feel like it's just a, a special thing. Tell me about that relationship between mothers and athletes. For me, with Jalen being my athlete, I think one of our relationships grew so much is because we did a lot of traveling um, together um, beyond the football games. And as we said earlier, Jalen did AAU track. Um, so we had to travel. He did um, travel basketball. Um, we just did a lot of time one-on-one -on -one in the car together going to these things did not know where we were going right. gps was our best friend but we would get up five o'clock in the morning get out of the house and you know go to wherever that assignment was and we had a lot of bonding time i always enjoyed that i always tease him about it but i didn't want to take other kids with us because i felt like that was our time to bond you know where's your head what are you expecting out of this today whether it was a track i mean what time are you trying to be and it has just grown from there. I always, even in high school, we had a ritual on Fridays. Every Friday morning, I take him to school and I take him to get Chick-fil-A before on his game day. So these are just things that we would do as part of our bonding, but it also gave us a lot of time to talk through some of the things 
our challenges that he was having. Or it's like, what's your goal, Jalen? How many touchdowns do you want tonight? Um, what's your plan? How many points you want to put on the board? You know, what are you working on? And we just would have these conversations that has just built a relationship that I feel like is not, it's unbreakable. And um, even now being in Utah, going to the spring game, which was so exciting. Um, we always wake up on Friday mornings and go game day, game day. And yeah. I'll go hop in his bed with him and things like that. It was just something, just get him excited, not be pressured about the game, but always tell him to go out and just have a good time, make it fun. So right. I think that has just made us have this bond that is not going to be breakable. Any follow-up thoughts on that, Jalen? Yeah, I, I really think that's big. I mean, especially, yeah, that's my ride or die. Um, ultimately, I think with all athletes and moms, you know, definitely ones that's always there and active. You know, you can't really break that that, that bond because, you know, they, they're there every morning, every night, every cry, every tear, every joy, every laugh. So it's just that they're there. You know, you experiencing life with them and they're, you know, teaching you and growing and seeing you progress. You know, there's nothing better than it because, you know, you, you know, it just gave me chills right now because this mom being there is just like, like Kevin said, it's a real MVP because, you know, they make so many sacrifices just to be there for you when they have a thousand other things that's running through their mind that they have to take care of, but they always make sure you're priority and you can't beat that because there's nothing better than it. I love that. Jalen, last couple of questions for you before we get to your top five high school football players. I want to know why you chose number one, what that mm. means to you, and then what are your goals for the future, NFL aspirations? Talk to me about that a little bit. So it's crazy how number one came along. So I was in the weight room with my position coach at the time, my junior year. Going into my junior year, I had my freshman year, number 20. That was a neg number. You know, at the time we had a, a coach that had been there for a while. He ended up leaving after that year, but he was one of the old school straight <laughs> Straight one of those coaches, and he put me in 20. Uh, and I had 20 that year, and that was my come along year. I didn't start, but I started the last six games, end of the season, with almost a thousand yards in six games. So it was okay. So I, I got to improve myself. New coach came in. Um, he told me, he was like, Jalen, you know, you just playing one side of the ball. You playing running back, not playing defense. Because he came to the meeting telling me that I was wrong. Guy was going to play both ways because he wanted dudes on the field. But then, you know, in this press conference or whatever, he was like, Jalen, you're just on offense. We want to make sure you're protected. So that year I had ended up giving four. And so I had a conversation with my coach. And he was like, Jalen, like for these, you know, for these next two years, man, I was just thinking about that number one. I'm like, uh, I never thought about it for him. And for me, you know, I just feel number one just carries that, you know, leadership role of the team and that guy that you're going to look to that's going to always make plays. And that's the guy I want to be. You know, I want to be a leader and I want to be a game changer. And I just feel like that's what number one means for me, um, just to be that guy. And that's the guy I want to be, that guy. I want to be the guy that you always can count on. Gonna be gonna be consistent and gonna make you know make sure I had a fan smiling you know every time I step on the field because they know something's good is gonna happen and so yeah number one that's what it means to me and you know really my position coach had a lot to do with that just giving that mindset like yeah you need to make sure you're the best guy on the field every game and have that mentality so that's why I wear that number one on my chest yeah just a quick follow up on the number one thing I think that's really interesting that you feel like 
the number one carries like a mantle to it almost that you have to live up to it, that you have to play to that expectation and that level. My high school football coach actually didn't let anybody wear number one. And he had his reasons reasons for that. But I just think it's special, you know, the way that you described it, I kind of changed my thoughts on it. Like you need to carry yourself to a higher level if you're going to put that number on your back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, you don't put it on just for any facade. I mean, I I look I have a different different respect for someone and I hold people to a different different standard if they got number one on the opposing team or if I see it you know I just think you know he got to be that dude and when he not I'm really disappointed because yeah. you don't need to be wearing that number if you're not gonna you know show yeah. up and show out. Yeah, that's awesome, Jalen. That last question I had for you was just tell me about your hopes for the future. What are your goals and dreams? Yeah, man, I want to I wanna be an NFL guy. I want to be able to, you know, be a star in NFL, um, you know, but one by one, I want to win a, I want to win a championship in the pack. I want to be able to go, you know, in the college football playoffs because I think we're in a good position. We played really well these past few years to be in a position to do those things. And I want to, and I want to do that. And also, you know, be able to win a dope. That's really huge for me to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, go to the league and, you know, always have a backup plan, you know, because it's always that 1%. And, you know, if I'm not as fortunate enough to do that, I want to – my major is in kinesiology and I want to be a PA. And, you know, if the, all things go right, I want to come back home and open up a practice. And, you know, really my biggest thing is just to affect my community in any way that I can. You know, if it's not, you know, I can't come back home or if I'm in the league pursuing my different dreams, at least – they can see me doing what I'm doing to where, you know, people back home are like, okay, he did it. I can do it too. I'm sure you've seen the stats. It's like 1% of all high school football players get to play in college. And then 1% of all those college players get to play in the NFL. So, and you're, you're well aware that the odds are slim, but you know, you have that mapped out for you and you have your goals and dreams set. And it sounds like you have the work ethic and the dedication to, uh, to make whatever dreams you have happen. So I'm really excited for you. Yeah. That's the plan, man. I'm excited too. you know, just, you gotta love the grind. If you love the grind, you know everything else will come as yeah. come easy. Yeah, doesn't feel so much like work when you love what you're doing. Exactly. Um. All right. The long-awaited top five high school football plays. We're gonna try to get some clips, some highlights of this that we can pair up with the audio from descending order. So start start at your number five, and then work your way down to one. Okay. So five, I'll say top play. I um. It was some team we were playing. I can't remember the exact team name, but it's on film. Uh, I had got the ball. Uh, it was an outside zone, and I ain't like it. You know, going to the left, and I'm like, man, it's congested. So, you know, I, I spent it all the way across backfield and hit it one for a long one. I think we was playing Liberty, and I hit it for about like a like a 50-yard run. But I'm, I made it a little longer by reversing field, but that's it was Barry, pretty that's fun. That's the Barry Sanders cut back. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, because I'm like, man, the coach is going to be mad, but I was like, nah, nah I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen for sure. That, that's the play where you're going, and it's not looking good, and you start to cut back, and the coach is going, no, 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 no. And then you break yeah. away, and he's like, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You know how the sideline be. You know they hot. Head man hot. Then he got his hands up when you're in the end zone. Right, right. It's like, all right, I got to trust you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so number four is uh, we were playing Palmetto in a playoff game my junior year. And uh, I actually ran the wrong route. I ran a corner route, and I think I was supposed to have an out route because we were out of empty. And so I ended up running a corner, but it things worked out because, you know, the outside receiver had a hitch. And so, you know, he stopped, and I don't know what covers they were in, but if they was in man, it was wrong. And so uh, 
I had a corner route, uh, quarterback rolled out of pocket. Um, as I'm in my route, he's um, he rolls out of pocket, so I'm turning back to him. So he throws it, I run back to the ball, catches it, and run into the end zone, and that put us back up in the fourth quarter. So it was a really big play, momentum change because we thinking the game over, but you know we made some shape. Did you okay, end up? So did you end up winning that game? Uh, no, we ended up losing. <laughs> we ended up losing, unfortunately. But uh, it it was a good game, and I mean, it was we played some dudes, and that's why I say I love playing ball out here because. You got to bring your A game because they got some they got some dogs on the other side too. Right. So common trend between your number five and number four, both plays didn't go the way that it was originally designed to happen. Yeah. Made it yeah. Work. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That's 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 why I put them in the top five because they wasn't supposed to go down like that. Yeah. Okay. Number three. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number three is um my game winning catch on the uh versus Armadale my sophomore year uh we're coming in and it's 14 to 21 and we have five seconds left on the clock and you know another one well it was actually in the play though because our coach gonna say it like we bring them up like it was in the play but we ain't know but actually I usually stand protection on this specific play we call but um, the quarterback pre-snap was like, hey, Jalen, I'm just going to flats. I'm coming to you. Uh, like, he, he, he didn't care about what the defense was in. He told me he was coming at me. So I was like, okay, cool. I had a flat route, came out of the ball, caught it, you know, and found my way in the end zone. It was crazy, uh, especially how the game was going. You know, we was a better team, but we got to see him twice. And, you know, it was like a dish game. So we had to come out on the top of it with a victory. So we go in. That game actually went into overtime. So I tied that up, kicked the field goal. Long story short, we ended up winning double overtime when our guys had mm. got an interception later in the game and took it 98 yards. So wow. it was a crazy game, crazy game. You know, I definitely hope you get to watch that film because it was yeah. it was insane. It was That's insane. that schoolyard stuff where the quarterback just pulls you aside and be like, hey, just do this yeah. and hit you. Yeah, he told me, he was like, yeah, I'm coming to you, man. I'm yeah. coming to you. Okay, number two. All right, number two, uh, 65 yard touchdown versus Lounge on ESPN. Uh, that was a game to watch uh, last this past season. Uh, we played uh, Miami Commit over there in Georgia. Uh, he's he's a Jacoy Dunn. Uh, he was a you know it was a dog fight. You know that guy could run and throw, and we was it, we ended up losing that game like 45 to 42. It was a shootout, but that game was really fun and that run was very. Uh, exhilarated uh, especially watched it on tv because with the commentator at the beginning of the game it was like you know that guy doesn't have breakaway speed he's a real complete back but you know sandy that breakaway speed needs some work and I, I left the whole team and it was like well we said he didn't have any breakaway speed <laughs> but you know he he broke away from those guys that was on the field today so that was a that was a really that was a really i put that top two because that game was really intense and boys yeah. came to play Proved him wrong. Got on ESPN. That's pretty yeah, good. yeah, it was dope. Yeah, so then we got number one. Uh, this was the game I I went. I had a seven touchdown game. Probably one of my best performances in high school. Uh, we played Bradenton River, uh, sixty yard run, first play of the game. Um, got it. You know, to, it was second round of playoffs, so these boys came to play. That ended up being a shootout, but we came on top. Uh, but yeah, it was um first play of the game. I got it on the power. Made a guy miss at a line of scrimmage and took it all the way. And I, that game, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this time I felt that, you know, when you get that feeling like it's going to be my day, mm-hmm. those were one of those days. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go crazy. So seven seven touchdowns later. Dang. I mean, yeah. talk about, talk about you know, 
wearing the number one, putting the mantle on you, putting mm-hmm. that responsibility on your back. Seven touchdowns in a playoff game, 49 yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Man, that's awesome. What a good top five. Hopefully we can pair up some uh, audio and video to that. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, just let me know for sure because I'm I'm gonna send me your way. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much, both of you. Jalen and Thank you for being on. This was awesome. Great first episode. We're going to be back every other Friday, dropping new episodes. So hopefully episode two lives up to this one. All right. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Definitely Thank big you. shout out to you for being in the co-host. You did great today, Lyric. Awesome. Appreciate you it. You did awesome, yeah, Lyric. Thank you, Thanks, Wendy. Cole. I mean, we might have to start a Wendy Glover podcast. We'll have a Jalen podcast. <laughs> And have a Wendy one too. Uh, we might, that we might need that's, that. That's the real MVP. <laughs> yeah, so y'all are, oh, y'all are too much. But thank you so much. I think when you've lived the life and walked it with Jalen for 18 years, and I will tell you, it has been exciting, but um, so rewarding to see that everything that we have invested in the time that we put in, that it's really paying off. Hey everyone, to conclude, thanks for listening to All Aboard the J Train, the Jalen Glover podcast presented by Fan Nation, All Youths. This episode was produced by Lear Clark and Cole Bagley. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend. Go Youths.